So yeah, we're no, we're just gonna do the anaconda bit. It's start. already on. We're, we're starting with Anaconda. Well, you just wanted to, you know, talk about Anaconda so much. You have reached Mull It Over with your host, Marty Valadez, and this is podcasting. <laughs> I hate you. Misa excited to get started. Nathan here. I hate you all. My, uh, this is it's Joel. Meg the Stallion is my number one artist on Spotify. <laughs> I wish I understood that reference. Welcome to Mall It Over, where we talk about everything nerdy from comic books, movies, TV shows, and more. We're going to talk about Star Wars today, hence the name Mall It Over. Uh, Mall spelled M-A-U-L. A lot Shock- of idiots out there. That shocking. That. Yeah, all, all our fans that are listening right now. So. Oh, shout out mom. Yeah. My, our only <laughs> listener. My mom. Love you, mom. Gina, you're the you're best. Wonderful. Don't forget to click subscribe, Gina. Yeah. Follow our Instagram and our Twitter at Mall It Over. Try to like it. You know. Tell Twitter. your friends at your your quilting parties. <laughs> She's not Aunt May. She's just like, <laughs> <laughs> but she likes to quilt, so that aged her about. 20 no years. one is gonna understand these references, but it's the three true. of us it's and true. Gina. She's a she's a sweet lady. Okay, Maybe guys, so. guys. I saw Anaconda. When was the last time you saw Anaconda? Oh, J Lo in her pre prime. Uh, it's been a while. Been a while, Marty. I was probably fourteen. And I don't remember much other than Ice Cube. And folks, Cube. if you don't know Marty, that's a long time ago. All right. I pu- am 73. <laughs> Public service announcement on the Voodoo app. Anaconda is free with ads. Worth the time. <laughs> really worth the time. Absolute classic. How, how much? How long of a run time do you think it uh, has for the movie? Anaconda? Yeah, how long was it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe an hour and a half. Okay, so. Ice Cube took home an Oscar, though. So. Ice Cube's first line of the movie is, it's a good day. What more do you need to know, people? The first yeah, line, the whole movie. Anaconda. The whole movie. He's in Converse. In the Amazon jungle. Mm. Ice Cube was a mm. G. He is amazing. I love the fact that you've got your notes of what you took away from Oh, Anaconda. just a few. Okay, we Wonderful. can't spend too much time on this. John Voight has the worst accent in the history of accents. I don't know if you remember this. Apparently, he's supposed to be from Paraguay. Made no sense. Terrible accent, because he's clearly very white and British. And as the uh, token medical professional of the group... Uh, that is not how you perform an emergency cricothyrotomy. Oh, stabbed in the you, throat? You can't do that. John Voight was full of crap, and you, you don't pull a wasp out. Yeah. 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 Anywho, why, <laughs> why was the anaconda still hungry? It yeah. ate like four people. Snake eat, snakes don't eat that it's much. Big, well, that's Snake. the thing. That's what this podcast oh, is about. There was two energy. snakes. Do you remember there was two snakes? Was there two snakes? I thought there was one. There was two. I'm pretty sure that was the sequel, Anaconda. No, no. In the first one, J-Lo, shoots, right. a, J-Lo shoots a snake in the head. Inexplicably, two scenes later, there's a bigger that snake. That was just a big python, dude. It's completely different. Oh my God. Anyway, we're, we're here to talk Ice about Anaconda. not Anaconda. Okay, okay I'm done. We'll, so I'm we'll glad edit. we got that. We'll have what? a separate episode. Exactly. We'll have the Anaconda nah. Mall. We'll over, just edit so. that out. I'll edit that out. No, we, no this, one cares about it. The playful anymore. banter. It's cool. So today we're <laughs> going to talk about... say playful banter slowly in my ear? Playful banter. Oh boy. This just anyway. turned into a midnight edition podcast. Well, it is 9.30. It's midnight for me. So, today we're going to talk about all three of the trilogies, the original, the prequel, and the sequels. Uh, we're going to talk about their strengths, their weaknesses. Also, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian. Mild spoilers, because some of our uh, hosts have not seen much. So, maybe maybe no spoilers. Just talk I about. just haven't seen the last two episodes. I think you should it's watch it important. while we're doing the, you know, the podcast. But, anyway. Then we're going to talk about just The Rise of Skywalker, which came out just two days ago. 
and fans are already mm -hmm. shredding it to pieces. Okay, so it came out two days ago. Uh, I've never edited a podcast. I don't know when you're listening to this. It could be several months after the release of Rise of Skywalker. It could be eight years in the past. We are in the future. <laughs> what is Time is irrelevant time, in the podcast. Time world. is a flat circle. Exactly. Time is, we view it as linear, but there's branches. Continue, right? All right. <laughs> Someone flipped down the whiteboard. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're done. I'm just picturing what's her face in Endgame describing time. Oh, uh, to oh, the Hulk. Yeah, we're the ancient one. Continue. The ancient one. All right. So we're, we're gonna ten talk... minutes in, and we haven't mentioned. Hey, you know, it's fine. We talked about Anaconda. It's okay. Right. Gonna be Anaconda. They are on the same. They're forever. on the same level. So uh, let's talk the what. Let's start with the original trilogy. What is some strengths and weaknesses from it? What was, you know, what did you guys enjoy from the original trilogy and some things that you didn't like from the original trilogy? Well, as a snowflake millennial, um, it's hard to get around the special effects, which I know at the time, late 70s, early 80s, was pretty groundbreaking special effects with their little model Death Stars that they're blowing up and stuff. But nowadays, unfortunately for me, a little gets lost in the uh, in the special effects. The two-dimensional lightsaber when Obi-Wan turns at the right angle. Those things definitely catch my eye these days. But the storyline is infamous. It, uh, the plot twists are infamous. And they basically can't be topped. Uh, you know, I going against that point for me i love looking back on the, like the videos where they the behind the scenes footage of how things were made like the models and how they did it and i actually watched one the other day where they had to take the shape of a tie fighter from the screen paint around it in order to or not paint cut around it so it was the shape of the tie fighter then they had to line it up perfectly with the tie fighter that way it looked like it was there without the stars in the background passing through it and just the ingenuity that these people had back then they had literally nothing just you know and they made something beautiful but, out of it yeah, you're, you're talking to 320 something year olds it, that that are trying to appreciate it for what it was but we will never fully immerse and, ourselves in the the experience seeing it theater day one where all of this stuff just Right, and for right. me, as a that moviegoer, seeing it that many times and just, I enjoy that. I'm not saying I don't like the CGI, but that is an ultimate strength for the trilogy in my book. The the weakness, I would say, definitely the acting. Um, I mean, it was good actors, or so we think. <laughs> okay. You know, like, they were good, but... It was the seven Real essential. I, I, yeah. I kind of got to disagree with you on that because the characters are what made Star Wars incredible. Mm. And it was a space opera that George Lucas constructed that, you know, blew minds, blew my mind when I saw it as a young child. But really, it's the characters that draw you in. And it's the, the actors, I think, do a fine job. But you have these crazy characters that have such a cultural impact from Darth Vader from Django or Boba Fett, from Luke and Leia Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, all these iconic figures that were introduced with no precedent before them and have lived on to be iconic. The special effects, you can nitpick them sure. to death. There's plen plenty wrong with them. They had to use puppets. They had to use small scale models. I think for the most part, a lot... Yeah. <laughs> they had to use widgets. <laughs> they did. Uh, yeah, small scale people. Little, yeah. mm -hmm. They prefer little people. Oh, Staying away from all that. It's, 
But what censored that part out? <laughs> but but the they, they end up looking really well. Even now, you can pinpoint pinpoint the little things, but a lot of it ends up aging pretty well, which would be it's true. Which which is not something you can't say for the the prequels, but well, we'll we'll get to the prequels in a minute. Other movies that were made in that era, it's like. You know, it is much you, better. You see the difference when you if you compare a side by side nineteen seventy nine to Star Wars. It's like okay, I can see why this was so earth shattering. Well, but let me throw this out there: Is Grand Moff Tarkin the most underrated villain of all time? No one talks about Grand Moff Tarkin. Leia literally was like, "Oh, you have Vader on a leash. Vader's on his freaking leash." No one. Grand Moff Tarkin was a G. I don't know why he, he was a G. I don't know why. So much so they had to resurrect him for Rogue One. And you know yeah, he kind of shined in Rogue One as that he villain. Was outstanding. You never saw him interacting with Vader, but it was him you know you could tell that he, he exactly he was sassy and he had all the power. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't get why Grand Moff Tarkin was, had was running the show. Yeah, he was he was a G. Never mentioned again except for Rogue One, but. I feel like he's overlooked. He's an overlooked character in the pantheon of Star Wars. You don't always think of him, but he was a very good villain for that movie, even though Darth Vader really stole the show. New Hope is kind of overshadowed by Empire as a general rule. Yeah, and I mean, looking back on it, like, it's my least favorite of the trilogy. Really? Oh, I love Return of the Jedi. I'm not saying that it's any better, but if we didn't have a New Hope, we would not have Star Wars. And the way it's done is is spectacular. And you're right. He is an underrated villain. How underrated? I don't know. I can't say. I'm just a guy doing a podcast. I'm not anybody important. So Okay, so my personal ranking is 5-4-6. I think 5, probably the greatest movie of all time. Has the greatest, the greatest surprise of all time at the end. <laughs> the bad guys win, which I don't know how common that was in movies at the time, but is just... Just a fantastic ending. The whole movie was done very well. I think episode five was by, was my favorite. Four was very good. Six was kind of a retread of four, and the first act seemed a little convoluted. So while I really enjoyed six, I would say it would go five, four, six. You think five, six? Uh, four, yeah, I was gonna say I I enjoy Empire for the same reason. It just it was something that hadn't been explored really in the fact that the villains win the intense. Uh, you know, plot twist that you had to wait for back then. Unfortunately for us, it was just as simple as putting in the next VHS. And yeah, I just, I thought four as good as it is, it is, it's definitely third in that trilogy for me. It's, it's close. It's good. I like all three of those movies incredibly close because Return of the Jedi has its strong points, but yeah, that's just what I would say. And Nathan, what do you think? Five, six, four. I think, I think with, with the new hope, it it had it laid the groundwork, but unfortunately that meant kind of slow, kind of boring till the end. It didn't have a big lead up, and then but Empire Strikes Back. I mean, you're diving right into it. Return of the Jedi, you're diving right into it, and and you're already invested in these characters, and so you, you have to respect the originality of the New Hope. But as far as me sitting on a couch watching these movies, I'm going five. What did I say? Five, six, four. All right, cool. Well, well, you know, we're getting a little far into it. Why don't we go on to the other trilogy, the prequels. The one where... Heck yeah! Whereas Heck the, yeah! The first Let's trilogy, go. I feel, you know, aged like a fine wine. And the prequels, <laughs> they aged like milk. So, <laughs> Room temperature I, milk. I'm going to give it to Joel to start. Strengths and weaknesses, 
for the prequel trilogies. Okay, first of all, prequels get totally crapped on for some valid reasons. However, the story is an epic that a lot of cool stuff happens. It doesn't always look the best because of the crappy CGI. The dialogue, not good. Not good dialogue. Anakin is very creepy to Padme. Very, very creepy to Padme. From the get-go. From Which the mean, get-go. How do you have a 10-year-old episode, creepy kid? Well, yeah, episode two, he's just like, oh, I'm dying, I need you. And she's just like, yeah. We very have, horny teenager. We have feelings for each other. Like, what? Anyway, that's just, so. Yeah. <laughs> is that a strength or a weakness? <laughs> well. It gets everywhere. <laughs> but the story was good. I think the story was really good. I think that they, you kind of knew it was going to happen with episode four being the eventual end of that original trilogy leading up to that. You knew the turns it was going to have to take, but I thought that there was a lot of exciting moments along the way. I think that there was a lot of um, awesome characters. It was, it, was, it was very, very good. I think there are some valid reasons to discount it, mainly the CGI. I would like to state here that Nathan's about to steal my theory. No, I won't steal your theory because you probably dug into it a lot more than I did. I watched that that YouTube video explaining apparently a Reddit theory how Jar Jar Binks is uh, secretly the puppet master behind everything. But basically, it, it took some it took some of those crappy moments in the original or in the in the in one, two, and three where the CGI didn't add up, and they attribute it to Jar Jar using the Force. <laughs> and it was in the end, kind of silly. But at the same time, I sat there and watched this 15-minute YouTube video breaking it down, <laughs> and I did not turn away. So I got to give okay, that okay. creator mad props there. Here's the thing, though. Jar Jar everyone hated. What if it turned out he was a Sith? So all that Dooku stuff, Dooku showing up in two out of nowhere, just some random guy, suddenly like a Sith, but so everyone knew him. Of a, of a script problem than a, than a Jar Jar created him out of thin air no, no 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 because they had to replace jar jar in episode two so they're like we can't use jar jar as a bad guy yeah, because he's implanted in the senate yeah let's just use christopher lee he's a g you know <laughs> so they brought him he in as dooku he's got that cane lightsaber it works it's good i'm just saying like that that yoda fight at the end of episode two the yoda fight if it would have been yoda versus uh, Jar Jar instead of Yoda versus the, the craziest applause <laughs> I've ever heard in a theater was when Yoda pulled out his lightsaber and like looking back now the whole scene and like little frog jumping around was kind of lame but at the moment oh I got goosebumps like the theater erupted and standing you got a standing ovation when he pulled out his lightsaber so that was a pretty cool moment okay I, so I gotta give a tactical I was gonna there. say um so that that would be your what your you consider it a weakness strength um no so uh weaknesses yeah joel hit on the big ones i think the 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 writing and the characters like i was not invested in anakin one bit until like toward the end of revenge of the sith revenge of the sith i thought was incredibly underrated i i think that's even including the the new three that we'll talk about is, is my fourth favorite probably close close to new hope okay. um because i thought it broke some barriers as far as just grittiness and dark, right? Because it was all very campy up until that point. Attack of the Clones very campy. Phantom Menace very campy. Then all of a sudden, Revenge of the Sith. Like, you gotta get into some dark territory to wrap this whole plot up. Right. What does the kid say to Anakin? Uh, the <laughs> right. Oh, I don't even remember. Um, there's, there's, too, so, there's so many there's of them. Too many of them. Skywalker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the yeah. award for best actor goes to <laughs> Young Wing that gets stabbed. Um, so I'm going to go over my strengths and weaknesses real quick on the prequels. Um, weaknesses first, it aged 
horribly. You can see the CGI is horrible. George Lucas, George, well, not only that, but George Lucas was going away from practical like effects. He was going away from props. All I, I, I was so disappointed when I found out that every clone in, you know, the movies were CGI. There was not a single like set not a of single armor. real clone. Not a single real well, clone. Well, the, the armor, the props, everything was. You know, I, thought, I thought that actor had like octuplet. Well, <laughs> that's, that's what I was so hoping. Many I thought we found scene. life out there, you know. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like it, it goes back to me liking the original trilogy so much. They they worked hard for it. They made the props. They made everything work. And then George Lucas was obsessed with computer graphics, that's which true. is not a bad thing because it was probably cheaper. Well, and it was. Allowing him and to it allowed his full his imagination. Full vision. Yeah, exactly. The, without the con- the constraints. Exactly. Of- so that for me is one weakness. The other weakness was the love story. It's just it it just felt awful. And Hayden Christensen and Alec Portman tried. They tried hard, and you know they were kids. They were young, and they had so much to live up to with all these nerdy fans who wanted Star Wars strengths. Me and Nathan were talking about it uh, earlier. Um, lightsaber duels, fantastic. Oh, oh uh, God. Just Maul? Exactly. The Darth Maul lightsaber Maul. fight to it's this like, day. Yes, it's best. excellent. But, like, I'm sorry. I know everyone doesn't like Count Dooku as much. I love the fact of seeing an old person <laughs> fight two younger people and kicking their butts. And then get and then Yoda, Well, that's later on when he was uh, even dark older. Territory. So, yeah, dark like, territory. Oh, where did that come from? Exactly. But it's just seeing, you know taking the good and the bad. And what I liked about this one over the sequels is what we're going to talk about next, but I like that it had a story. It had a continuous story, the plot, and it continued from beginning to end aside from the Jar Jar thing that might be, you know, true, might not be true. Uh, it's not. But it's like, it just, there. there's that one plot point. Everything else winds up perfectly and it makes sense. You can see it played out and, you know, that's that's my strengths and weaknesses to it. So, you got a question? No, I was just going to say another strength along with the lightsaber fights is that song, Duel of the Fates, which they play first in episode one. Yeah, that that is just... Then in trailer nine, for, you know... Stop it, we're going to get copyrighted. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're, like, on point. <laughs> Has anyone found the volume on him yet? <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. So, all right. Um, let's move on to the... Uh, the sequels, episodes seven, eight, and nine. Let's talk about strengths and weaknesses. Nathan, do you want to start us off on what you think? Oh, Cause yeah. Because you've got a, a pretty popular opinion. Yeah. Well, then we're going to talk about nine by itself later. Right? Yeah. Well, okay. we, no spoilers, but we'll just talk about, like, just... Interesting. So, J.J. Abrams, right, he took the helm with seven, and, and he... He struck gold in most people's mind. I was not as enthused about it as a lot of people, I think. Um, mainly because it was it was a more it felt like more of a remake than it did a continuation. So you have this new imperial imperialistic ruler that's going to, you know, kneel and be destroyed type approach. I have a super weapon that's capable of destroying planets. Oh, not just one, I can destroy multiple planets. We're up in the scales here a little bit. That all of a sudden comes to scene. It's like all you have this new conflicted bad guy. Maybe there's a shred of good in him. Maybe not. And it was all. It, you even have a similar looking droid, but not R two. Like it, it was. 
it was so much so that he was doing it on purpose, I think, to resonate a little bit the originality of the, the first one, to appeal to old school fans. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I want something a little more original. What do you guys think? Um, so, no, no uh, strengths to it? You just consider... Strengths? I like the characters. I liked all the characters. I liked um, Poe. I liked... I think Ray was... Ray did a great job. Finn, like, the... the what, what's the word? Not converted, but the uh, deserter stormtrooper type. Oh, right? yeah. So that, that was a kind okay. of a cool touch added to it. Um, the nostalgia of the originals. It was, it was so cool to see. The CGI being really good. The CGI, and they, they, they saw the failings of the 1, 2, and 3 compared to 4, 5, and 6, right? And they, they had a healthy mixture, I thought, of actual set pieces along with cgi to to let them actually expand it to what they, they wanted it but at the same time i don't know it, it felt like a remake and, and that bugs me a little bit and then last jedi gets crapped on because it, it took some chances and i appreciated that more probably than force awakens all right let's see, shoot it over to joel yeah and see i i completely agree with you in a sense because with the original trilogy amongst the family drama there was sort of the political aspects of a rebellion is going against this evil empire that has all of the chips in their favor, right? There's this large empire that has all the power, all the control, and a small rebellion is going against this oppressive force. And then they have that hope that guides them through. The original trilogy is more about there is a galactic senate that has been infiltrated with corruption that leads to the collapse of the senate to this dictatorship. So it's a little bit of a different political... So then in 7, what they did, though, is they just retread, like you mentioned, 4 through 6. So all that victory in 6, you get to 7, and it's like, oh, the empire's gone, but now there's basically a new empire. So then it's the same, which, you know, I think a lot of people, and this is kind of an issue, is everyone had so much time to formulate their own ideas of what they wanted to see. And what everyone wants to see is different. You can't make everyone happy. So they did something that I think in a vacuum can be very exciting, very fun, and has a lot of good aspects to it. But everyone who loves Star Wars so much, they have their own ideas of what they wanted to happen. What I wanted to happen was something different than what happened. I can still enjoy it, but because it wasn't that, I can also see why people could find some fault with the direction they decided to take, which is a retread again of the rebellion. We just had a rebellion. The rebellion won. Well, now you another rebellion. Does that lead to another? When did the rebellions end? There was like a 17-year difference, maybe 18-year difference between the wars. There's a new order, the newer order, the newest order. Yeah, it kind of take a big, fat, steaming dump on the original movies and all that they accomplished. It's just like, oh, that new republic that you spent several movies trying to form just got vaporized by a... A spreading laser planet <laughs> instead of a singular beam. Shotgun planet. A, shot, <laughs> a shotgun planet. Shotgun Death Star. Exactly. Now, for all my red, red versus blue fans out there, Sarge is looking to buy that planet. You got any more uh, thoughts on this? Strengths, uh, weaknesses? Honestly, my favorite strength was that just it looks freaking awesome. The CGI looks great. The space battles look great. The the cinematography is fantastic. The imagery, which we're, when we talk about Rise of Skywalker, maybe we'll get into that. Just all of the imagery. Mm-hmm. It looks fantastic. The way that they blend the CGI with a lot more practical effects, it looks incredible. Honestly, I think that the Star Wars in general, when it was made, the first trilogy, the second trilogy, and the third trilogy, I think the idea is to resonate with the kids, their active imaginations, and to really get them to enjoy something and to um, have their mind wander with something that grand, some universe that grand. And I think that the newest trilogy does accomplish that with the newer generations. I think maybe the generations that 
enjoyed the previous ones might have a little bit of a disconnect i think we can still all enjoy it okay very nice um yeah no i i like the new trilogy i really do like i i've gone into each one uh with low expectations which i don't know if that's a good thing so or that, a bad thing it's but, a good thing. So, it's a good thing. But it's just, I enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed Force Awakens. I thought J.J. Abrams did a great job. Because um, I've been Star Wars out for a while uh, because of just the prequels. They weren't exactly what I wanted, like Joel was saying, but I couldn't have exactly what I wanted. I had to enjoy what I had. And so J.J. Abrams worked on Star Trek, the first movie. Uh, I don't remember what year it came out. I think it was 2009. But it, it got me excited for Star Trek, which... I mean, we won't talk about much on this podcast because we're Star Wars, but lens JJ, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lens flare. That's what I noticed in Force Awakens. There was a lot of lens flare. <laughs> but going back to Joel and your, you know, topic, it had a healthy mixture of both CGI and practical effect, and I loved that. Like where there was room to have a practical effect, they had it. Where they had to absolutely dive into CGI, they did that. And I thought that was wonderful. And for me, the strongest part of the new trilogy is the Millennium Falcon scenes. I I just I love every space battle that there is. And watching that one scene in Force Awakens where they're flying off Jakku is one of my favorite scenes of the Falcon, especially when it pans in and it's diving down towards the planet again and it passes the two TIE fighters. My stomach rolls every time I see that scene. And I can... I can watch it on my phone, and it just, my stomach turns head over heels, and I love it. Let me throw this at you guys, and you can tear me apart. How do you feel about the evolution of Luke Skywalker? In Force Awakens, he seemed like a bit of a coward. Well, he, I, I understand where he was coming from, where he was afraid of his failure, because he was the last Jedi, and he was trying to make things right, and it was going great. That's not the loop that I knew, and it it kind of was disappointing, and that was one thing I didn't like about The Last Jedi, and so Last Jedi... I guess it was more Last Jedi, but it was built on the premise yeah. of Force Awakens, where, where he's, he's there himself. Exactly, but then they're like, we gotta find him, he can help us, and you know, you hold on to that hope, because you see him at the end, and that's, that's all you see, is just him at the end. You don't see him, you know, being afraid, so when Last Jedi comes out, and Ray hands him his lightsaber, and he just talks it off the cliff <laughs> in the most sassiest way ever. I love and it. And he talks the rest of the movie. It. It's just I under like I can understand where they were trying to go with it. I didn't care for it, but for character development, I liked at the end he confronted Kylo and you know just held them off. Why is Last Jedi the revered as kind of the Temple of Doom of this latest trilogy? That's right? a good it's question. The, the, uh, well, for one thing, a lot of people kind of crapped on what Luke had done, like we were talking about, how Luke had hidden for a reason that many people didn't find necessary, and how a lot of the lore of the previous the previous movies then were kind of tossed aside for this one. And so I think a lot of people felt that character arc from Luke didn't make sense with him in episodes 4, 5, and 6. It is hard, I think, because if you have a character introduced in that manner, you have to have some sort of conflict for him to resolve. So I think there could have been better ways for them to have a conflict for Luke to have to resolve, as opposed to, oh no, I sent something in my nephew, so I tried to kill him. Like That is a little harsh. I think that doesn't necessarily resonate with fans. Exactly. It's more uncharacteristic of 
of him. Also, Leia was in space and then flew into the ship. I hear you. And, that was, that was, <laughs> and I hear you. And that, that was pretty bad. But you know how I hear you? Because we're using Devin Garland's microphone today, and he's one of our ad reads. So, Devin, oh. we thank you for letting us borrow Devin. Your, you know, your microphone. Um, I, I don't know what I would do just, without you. Just, just last week, Devin let me borrow his brand new Maserati to go to work. Yes, and Devin let me use his jet plane, you know, to go to the Bahamas. And didn't he loan you $10,000, Nathan? Yeah. Uh, you're not getting that back, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> so, Devin, we appreciate you letting us uh, borrow the microphone. You're the man. All for, listeners uh, out there. Yeah, all, all three of you um, that can hear Hi, us. Mom. You're you're hearing us because Devin Garland let us use his microphone. So, thank you for that. Um, we're getting a little off track. I did forget to ask one thing for you guys. Favorite of the prequels. What do you think? Oh, what would you said, number? hands down. Okay. And, oh, well, rank them. Don't easy. just say the um, Okay. Uh, 3-1-2. 3-1-2. 3-1-2. Okay, here's the thing, is I think 3-1-2, 3-1-2, maybe 3-2-1, the the dialogue, the two is bad. Okay, when I was a kid, one came out, and I was young, and it was incredible, because as a kid, I didn't know the dialogue was stupid. I didn't know the things that didn't make sense didn't make sense. you were a kid. Were I was little. I saw Darth Maul with the double-sided lightsaber. I saw a kid in a... In a pod racer flying through the desert. So from a nostalgia sense, I would say personally for me, it would be one three two. However, mm. I understand that Bold move. as an adult watching them again, I see the flaws in one, and I would probably say my favorite to watch right now might be three two one. But I just got through that caveat in there that one is probably my favorite because of that nostalgia from watching it. I again. really appreciate you bringing that out because it's it's about how the movie makes you feel. You can nitpick them. All you want. How did it make you feel? One came at a time when we were all begging for a Star Wars continuation, and then it came, and I'm with Joel. And then I look back now, and Anakin was ridiculous. Whoever that actor is, you're an adult somewhere. You should be ashamed of that performance. That's so wizard, Annie! <laughs> exactly. Um, Are you an angel? <laughs> super bad. And it, and right now, it, it you know, it... It's a black mark on that trilogy, but back then, I, I totally get where Joel's coming from. And see, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Joel. I think one, three, two is my favorite. Um, I love the premise of two, like the story, but it didn't pick up until the end. the The arena is when I started to yeah. finally love the movie, and then when the clones came, I was excited. But that's all that movie had going for me. One was amazing because I was excited as a kid uh, seeing Star Wars again. And yeah, not realizing that you know it was cheesy. Acting was like Django. Eh. That was the, Django that was pretty cool. Was but the superstar number two oh kept God, that thing afloat? Seriously, but and then three was probably not shocking. Yes. I loved it. Well, it was dark, and mm-hmm. we knew we were gonna get a dark story, but you know, didn't know how dark though. The exactly. First PG thirteen one, like it, it, it took a lot of the camping. It took a turn. It. it took a turn. Can we do an all encompassing couple things about all three trilogies? Sure. Favorite female lead out of all three trilogies. You got Rey, you got Padme, you got Leia as the three uh, female leads. Who was your favorite? Hard not to grade them on who I'm attracted to most, but the OG. You gotta go Leia. Leia, Leia started this in, this character arc. Even in attractiveness, she has the job of the hut. Okay, the, well, let's go. Padme Golden. had the slashed back. Though, on, that's when Marty uh, first got excited yeah. about episode two. <laughs> that's, that's, he was napping till the bat got slashed. Uh, well, woke that, up. that was about the time I was going through puberty, so uh, yes, <laughs> things were 
definitely stirring in me. So. <laughs> Joel, what do you think? <laughs> oh, God. Um, Not about my puberty. <laughs> I think that that was a haunting time for all of us at this table, <laughs> honestly. And I think I took the brunt of it. Um, pro- I think we do have to note that Ray, I think, is incredible. I really enjoyed Ray's story arc. I enjoyed the struggles that she went. I think between the three female leads, she really had the most material to work with. I think she did the best job with it. She was the main character for all intents and purposes and had the struggles and the character development that we saw. Padme was a love interest who didn't make sense why she was in the Anakin. And Leia, as an OG, was a very static, single-minded character on the Rebellion. And while I think she did a great job and she's probably my favorite, I do want to throw that in, how Rey really had the most fleshed-out character. No disrespect to Rey. She was pretty cool. Right. So um, my personal favorite is Rose. Uh, kidding aside, uh, it is definitely uh, exactly. That, that, it's, that it's casino scene kept me on the edge of my seat. Listen, we're not going to bring that Can up. Can we just ax the casino planet? Seriously. So, but seriously, I would, I would say uh, Leia because she started that strong female uh, vibe, and then Ray because she continued it. And for this generation, you know, young girls have someone to look up to. Uh, and it's just, it's. I think so. I mean, we, we would know all about that. I, yeah. I would. Being a white Coming male, I don't know anything experience. about that. But for younger she women... She empowered me. Exactly. She empowers. And three you know, Padme, once again, discussing Natalie Portman. I love it. Hey, this podcast could go anywhere. Hopefully, <laughs> we need to move to the Mandalorian is what we need to do. All right, all right. So, let's keep it going. So, Mandalorian, we're going to make it quick because some people haven't seen all the episodes, but... Um, Get with the freaking program, will you? So Jeez. how how many episodes have you seen? How much Nathan? is Disney? Like five dollars? Uh, it's like thirteen. Plus you can binge them all right now. Too, exactly. So you just need so, it for a week. So how how far are you into the Mandalorian? I am, are you caught up? Uh, yeah. Try not to spoil it for our dude here, but I think I'm caught up. There hasn't been one after the introduction of the new grandma, right? Um. Yes, you are correct. There has not been one after okay. that. And There's I'm, a new grandma. Uh, spoil it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's they CGI'd him uh, uh, Grandma Perkins back in. <laughs> no, back, that, the most underrated villain back in action. Love he's, to see he's it. Actually a Love to see so. it. Can you imagine the plot twist if he climbed out of that TIE fighter instead of the new guy? Nobody actually so, dies in Star Wars, apparently. Yeah. yeah. No. They Power is nobody's ever gone. Oh. So, Joel, where are you in The Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. So, I saw the first, I think, five. I think it's just the last two I haven't seen. So, if you want to talk about it, that's fine. Wait, did you see the planet get. Um, the little farm village get yeah. rescued. Okay. Okay. So let's stick to that. Um, I saw the episode after that also. What do you, What do you dislike about the Mandalorian? It's well, a little just, slow. Okay. It is a little slow. Just and, quick answers. To and know as far as the character goes, he's not as um, unstoppable as I had hoped. I think of a Mandalorian, and, and he he gets uh, knocked on his behind. More often than I'd like. I, I associate all Mandalorians to Boba Fett. So I guess it's putting in into perspective that Boba Fett did stand alone in a lot of regards that this is more of your average Joe Mandalorian, but it's still really good. I'm digging the story. I'm digging the characters. I'm digging um, Pascal, whoever's playing the Mandalorian. He's, 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 he's a boss. Bo- Boba Fett was killed by a blind guy. <laughs> we, don't, we, we don't know if that's canon or not. Oh, yeah, because you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Dangar. So what, shout out my homie Dangar saving him. <laughs> so, Joel, what do, you, what, do you, uh, what do you dislike about The Mandalorian so far? I actually really like The Mandalorian. I think probably my perception of it is they had to get a show out for the launch of Disney. They had a shorter show. They weren't sure it was going to be successful. They're like, hey, let's do a gritty, more down-to-earth, not as much CGI. Right. 
isolated storyline around a character that a lot of people would enjoy. And let's just see what people like about it. I will say, as far as the show goes, to me, it really watches as if it's an RPG video game. I feel like I'm playing a video game when I watch it. You have your character that you're playing who has to do a side quest. Then at the beginning, he has that main quest where he discovers something. There's something to push the plot forward. But then as you go along, oh, he's on this planet, you know, help me find my sheep, deliver this letter to someone, whatever, <laughs> side questy stuff. You meet some companions who can join you later, whatever. It seems very like an RPG to me, which I'm not opposed to. It's like Skyrim it's with space guns. It's basically what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. I think it's good. I will, Disney, if you're listening, and I know you are, I don't know how much you're paying Pedro Pascal, but if you give me some elevator shoes, I will do the same job for way cheaper. Because you don't even, you don't ever see him. What's the point care. of having an actor? The voice, the voice that just... Um, all right, pay me. It's both arousing and terrifying. Pay me to do all of the acting. Nobody wants to hear your voice behind No, no, no. Nobody we'll wants pa- to hear your guy's voice because you sound the same. <laughs> we'll get Pedro Pascal to do all the voiceovers, and I'll just be in the suit running and falling and stuff. Oh, that'll be hilarious. Save um, some money. So for me, uh, I honestly, I can't pick apart The Mandalorian. Uh, I like it a lot. I think it's good. There, It is a bit slow in some episodes. Mm-hmm. Um but aside from that, like, the, of course, the average episode having a lesson behind it, you know, for the kids at some points. But, you know, it's gritty for the adults, which is what I enjoy. Um, I might catch some backlash for this, but I love Baby Yoda. I hate everyone that is proclaiming their love of Baby Yoda. Like, the memes is just... It's overwhelming to me. And it's not like, Baby Yoda. It's a, it's a, it's the a, child. It's a species. Yeah, yeah it's, so it's a child. No one knows the name of What's the name? I don't know a name, name, but I want to throw this out here. I don't know if you guys have heard this theory. There's a theory that has been proposited 50 years before. I know that word. Okay. (laughs) I think I used the wrong word anyway or made it up. Doesn't Uh, matter. It's all right. I'm photosensitive. Stop calling me out. I'm trying to make a point here. So so there is a theory that has been discussed. That's a word I know. Preposterous. (laughs) Another P word. Uh, the theory is that 50 years before the Mandalorian would have been around the Clone Wars or before. Therefore, this could actually be a clone of Yoda, not necessarily a baby of the same species. That's an interesting. Which, which I thought was interesting, seeing as how the the baby Yoda clone, whatever, it has a lot of Force capabilities. Right. And I don't know enough about the Star Wars lore to know about that species, if that's a common trait in them, but... Right, it, it implies, just his existence implies that that's good, the, the clone aspect of it, but also that he's some sort of lineage of Yoda, perhaps, but at that rate, it's it's implying that Yoda procreated, which he's the Jedi's Jedi, which that's not a Jedi thing to do. And see, one thing that I read was that him and Anakin were born in the same year, that's what I that's what I read. I don't know how true it is. He's but fifty or sixty. Yeah, he's fifty years old. So I mean, it's a, it's a cool little tidbit. I don't know if it's true. Uh, fans, if you can prove me wrong, go ahead and hit us up on our Twitter and our Instagram. Joel's throwing his hands up like he just scored a goal. I just realized I didn't even mention my favorite part of the original trilogy. Qui Gon Jinn, or the episode one at least. Qui Gon Jinn was a G. He was like oh a legit. Gosh, he was so awesome. Yeah, I need to stop doing that. I'm sorry. Qui-Gon Jinn was amazing. Uh, Liam Neeson did a great job as him. He was awesome. He knew that Anakin was the chosen one. He's great. We can continue. I second that. Lots of kids dead because of Qui-Gon. Yeah. (laughs) He took a gamble and sometimes you lose. Hey, but eventually, eventually, balance was brought to the force before a new order just took over. Yeah, so. But, yeah. I mean, just... So, 
Mandalorian, I like it. I uh, can't wait to see what they do with it more. Um, my favorite part about the Mandalorian, he looks fly. And what yeah. is another I way, Joel, that you can look fly? Or not you, but your four-legged furry friend. Oh, let's go. My favorite ad read. Listen, if you have a pet, specifically a dog, or if you have a significant other with a dog, you need to check out Le Chic Chio, French for the Stylish Pup. That is L-E-C-H-I-C-C-H-I-O-T dot com. They have bandanas right now. More pet accessories coming. Super cheap. My personal favorite is the Kyler. My personal favorite is the Kyler, which is, of course, named after Kyler. Feel free to go to the website at, that's again, lechicchio.com, L-E-C-H-I-C-C-H-I-O-T.com. Use the promo code MAUL, M-A-U-L, for 10% off your purchase. <laughs> and if you subscribe awesome. to their email, I believe you get uh, 10% off too. So. Oh, yeah, that's on the website. When you get there, you'll, you can join their pack, get 10% off. Great gifts for any time of the year. It's excellent. And I, I actually bought one. Now I just got to get a dog for it. So that's pretty cool in itself. All right. Well, there's our two ad reads. Now to the the big elephant in the room. Let's talk Rise of Skywalker. For all our fans who haven't seen this, eight years down the road listening to this podcast that you stumbled upon, we are letting you know now. Spoiler alerts ahead. Big time. Let's Let's talk about the big thing. Pop Palpatine. Pop Palpatine, baby. I, I cannot get enough. Uh, and just, I liked it. It makes me wonder what happens when they br- try and branch these movies together. Because obviously you have J.J. Abrams starts The Force, Force Awakens. So he probably has some idea how he wants this whole trilogy to go. Then, what's his face? Ryan Johnson steps yeah. in. Kind of starts taking it in a new direction. Throws his own little touch on it. And perhaps some curveballs. Maybe that was the whole plan out the whole time. And then J.J. Abrams takes the helm again and brings it, steers it back to the direction he wanted. So, and that kind of explains the incredibly abrupt introduction of this revered villain that we had all thought was dead because J.J. Abrams needed some more substance to work with. I hear Joel's still pretty mad it wasn't Tarkin, but, you know, <laughs> Palpatine was close right. enough, you know. Tar- Tarkin should have been with him. <laughs> Where's the industry? Why do you just have a fleet of Star Destroyers? Where are the... I, 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 no, I got, I got no, plenty of no. things that I want to say about that, but go ahead, Joel. This is my question, not even the fleet. How many men does it take to pilot a Star Destroyer, let alone... No, 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 they, they addressed that. They upped their recruiting. They made mention of that. <laughs> oh my God, they, they times. did. How yeah. did they all get to the Sith planet to man the Star Destroyers? So, and I, I have theories about it. This is the, the first time you guys saw it. Um, let's just get out of the way real quick with a couple, you know, words in a sentence. Nathan, did you like the movie? I enjoyed the movie thoroughly. Okay, Joel, did you like the movie? Yes, it was a very good movie. Everyone hating on it can hate on it. That's fine. Do what you want. But I think we should all just enjoy it for what I it think is. it put a nice pretty bow on the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And I just, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Like, I went in thinking it was going to be, like, okay. After seeing a couple trailers, I was more hyped. And I See, was pleasantly your, surprised. Your ability is to go into these movies with low expectations, which I don't know how or why, but I think everyone else on the planet is going in with high expectations, expecting everything, and that's why they're all coming out disappointed. I think so. That's really cool that you're able to do that. And and see, my thing is like I can shut off my brain, like when I go to see a movie. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? So I just and I watch the. I'm I'm there for the movie. I want to enjoy what they have to you know to tell me. But when you saw something coming, you immediately called it. You were like when. Uh, Ray was dead. You're like, oh, Kylo's gonna, 
know. Yeah, I mean, they were leading up to that. The exactly. Whole and they, see, they did this new I, I did not twice. see that coming the first time I saw it. I was just like, oh, crap, she's dead. That's kind of an interesting twist. Oh, she's alive. It kissed. They're going to be happy. And he's dead. And that's, that was it for that whole subject, so. What, who are all those guys in the crowd cheering on Palpatine? I don't know. What? I think that was, that was, that was, had to be some sort of mirage or some like sort a, of like, no, or I, just statue. A force no, thing? I, I, I thought that was a uh, Sith, um, like a cult following. Like... Yeah, because Sith lords don't actually, you know, like there's one Sith master, one, you know, apprentice, and then you have all mm, the underlings. So Mace Windu so beautifully stated. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, it's like throughout the you know the times to up the power of the Sith because Palpatine's gone, they may have been practicing Sith rituals in order to bring Palpatine back. So you have these followers who may not necessarily be a Sith, but they are Force users. They know how to you know manipulate things that are some considered to be unnatural and just you know, <laughs> some, nice. not all, not all, not all. but it's just that's what I'm thinking. You know, they're all just like apprentices or just followers of Palpatine, like we saw um, uh, General Pride, he was one that served the Emperor from before, and then he served cool him touch, after. So, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. And as for the Star Destroyers and all the manpower, this I honestly think that Palpatine had contingency plans set up for when he died in order to rebuild the Empire as a way to Seemed basically... Seemed awfully convenient. Well, yeah, and that's, you know, that's... With planet-killing capabilities. Exactly. It's one of those things that's like the last-case scenario, like, holy crap. But it's just... We get it. The Death Star was cool. Can we just stop blowing up planets with everything? We have a Death Star in Episode 4, another Death Star in Episode 6, a bigger Death Star that's called Star Killer, and now let's just put little Death Stars on every single... A bunch of Death Stars, because we liked the first two that much, so, uh... I feel like three, it, it kind of cheapens the Death Star when it's like you could have just had a thousand. Why didn't you do this from the beginning? And see, yeah, that's where you know. Which like, also ended up being its vulnerable point, which blew all of them up. So it, it, yeah, you uh, can tell that uh, Star Wars. The more I talk theme. about it, the more upset I get. So, but um, ah, yeah, you can nitpick anything. Exactly. So, but um, yeah, man. I mean, everyone enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed. I like. Kylo Ren's evolution. I know it was very similar to Vader's, and that was what I was complaining about. The whole three new ones to begin with is the similarities between those and the originals. But but Kylo Ren, I was invested in, and, and I was genuinely hoping would turn, and he turned, and I felt good about that. And then and then he had to die. He had to die. He had done horrible things. He had to. He can't. I do. You can't keep his character yeah, around. So, but I mean, I did like that he made things right. I was able to become one with the Force. Yeah. So, don't we all just want to become uh, one with the Force a, in the end? How about a? Yeah, that last makeout scene. Finn's gonna be pretty bummed. Yeah. Didn't Ray fr- didn't Ray already friend zone Finn? Yeah. Is it like did he? The Did she? Been the been the friend zone friend zone Finn. Honestly, I I thought friend zone Finn was that meme. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it should be. Should be. Uh, I like. I mean, I thought that they were trying to pitch Rose and Finn. Right. They did not touch on that in the least in the sense. Because it was so dead poorly, in the water. Yeah, it was so poorly taken by the fans. <laughs> they and also they introduced the new girl. Yep, that's so, what I was going to say. And she, like, they had common ground. Ah, Lando swooped in on her, though. Yeah. Finn doesn't stand a chance. If we're not, what if we're not, what I was that? I, okay, here's my thing. I Other think, than making him I thought that was going to be his already was. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think... I think the idea behind that was 
that there's a much grander universe that is there to explore. And so that's not one line. He's saying, we explored this Skywalker lineage for nine movies, yeah, which turned out being really the Palpatine nine movies. It was about the Palpatine. Palpatine. It was the rise Skywalkers. and downfall of Palpatine. That was one through nine. And the Skywalkers were the protagonists against the antagonist Palpatine, who were kind of around through the whole nine movies. However, I think it really was a story of Palpatine, the ultimate Sith Lord, and his rise and fall. That's, no, that's a good point right there. So, um, Visual effects, anything you guys no, can complain about? Of course. Top, no, top, top, I mean, if top, anything, it was maybe over the top, but the... Yeah, the Emperor was confusing. First he wants her to kill him, then he decides to suck the life force out of them, but that was only if they were together, bonded, then he could suck the life force out of them. And then he has all of a sudden this lightning storm. I don't know. Yeah, his lightning could just could explode just, all he, of the he, ships. He yeah, but he didn't destroy them. No, the lightning just shut him off for a bit. Yeah, he that's... shut him off for a bit. Oh, shout out to Kylo Ren fighting his, 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 his the Red Knights. Oh, that, that scene that's what they should have called that them. Red Knights. Like Red Knights. Kylo Knights. <laughs> Ky- Kylo's Knights. Kylo's <laughs> I, I was sad. That that was one thing I didn't like was that, like, they touched on it in the first movie just with, like, a flashback of the Knights of Ren. And then you didn't see anything about them in The Last Jedi. And then in this one, they were there. They were tracking, but it wasn't, they weren't there for very much. You didn't get to see much of them. At the end, they were whooping on Kylo for a little bit, and yeah. then he gets his lightsaber, and, you know, then he's on, you know, even playing ground with them, so, and just took care of him, so I, I'm, that's one thing I didn't like, I did like that they used Carrie Fisher's um, unused footage from both of the movies in order to uh, make things right, and they did it tastefully for Carrie Fisher, unfortunately passing away, I, I enjoyed that, they didn't use CGI right. to make a new scene right. or anything. That, that was all their, the original scenes and they had to work off of that, off her lines just based. Going back to the Lando stuff, I, I think that was way more in-depth than it needed to be. I think Disney's like, hey, slip a plug in there because we want to make a Lando spin-off. So then they just say, let's go explore your lineage, right? So now, now expect a, a Lando show down the pike. Oh, we already have an Obi-Wan show, which I'm super excited about. Well, they, they've cast you and McGregor. It's supposed to be between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. Yeah, oh, that'll be cool. That's going to be good. Big fan. Yeah. Obi-Wan, a.k.a. Jesus, with that beard. Yeah. Oh, it's not. Moms, check your pictures just to make sure it's, <laughs> you know, actually Jesus and not, you know, Obi-Wan. Can we, like, not do a... Lando Calrissian lineage thing though, because you know he's got like seventy three children just <laughs> scattered. Yeah. Well, what do we have here? Yeah, it, no. You see Billy D. Williams in Episode Five. That, that guy's guy spreading his seed more than galaxies are. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! He's oh. spreading seed like a dad on a well watered lawn. African American toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my Child. kid. I should just, well, what do we have here? Well, <laughs> well, I'm just gonna move him yeah. after the Falcon. <laughs> Billy D. Williams, it's terrible. I, I, I didn't hate it. So, um, love I, Billy D. Williams. I, I'm sorry. So, I'm gonna backtrack. One thing that I really liked was that beginning opening scene with Kylo walking mm. in mm. to, you know, Palpatine's. I like uh, reminders lair. every now and then where he, 
this is why these dudes are feared. Mm-hmm. And, it, and yeah, it's him cutting people and, down. And the, the shot, the, the wide shot of that building that Palpatine lives in, that giant cube thing, and just how they film that, that shot just is breathtaking. Didn't give you a seizure? No, I okay. do. I did like the lighting effect for <laughs> Palpatine. Um, Epileptics didn't. Yeah, no, of course not. Uh, we're sorry for all those viewers that couldn't enjoy a Star Wars movie. Have you guys ever I, seen that warning before, before a movie? I've seen it in games and not on that TV shows. Though. Never, yeah, never like that for a movie. I've seen it like in like a review of a movie. Messing so. some people up. Yeah, so, but. Um, anything bad about it? I would say for me it was just rushed. There's a lot. Abrams trying to tell two movies in one, pretty much. There was a lot. There's a lot involved into it. It was a lot of exposition, kind of jam packed. A lot of, like Kylo finding, the Sith master planet in the first two minutes, just to kind of get that out of the way. It seemed like a little things like that were a little rushed, but overall, I think a lot of the things people didn't like about it were it trying to make up for its predecessor. The Last Jedi. So I think you can't really have it both ways, but you can enjoy it for what it was. And for me, I loved it. I thought it was great. Will I watch it all the time? Probably not. But I do think it was a very good movie, and I'm happy the way it concluded the Palpatine saga. Because that's what it is. Okay, and let's get a, a final ranking for the last trilogy. Uh, favorite to least favorite. Mm. Uh, what would you think? For Joel? I'm going to go nine. Nine is the best seven and eight i might have tied maybe seven slightly above eight just because of the casino planet uh nathan what do you think eight nine seven i like last jedi i know i'm the minority here in saying that but i like last jedi every star wars has its campy scene that you kind of roll your eyes at and that was the casino planet but i like that ryan johnson took some chances he's quoted saying you can't cater to the audience which i think is awesome because that's when you get the unexpected and, you know, Luke dying and these various things that happened that was just shocking. I like the shock factor. And then, yeah, the the last one, it was, it was good, to your point. It, was, it made, you know, I came out smiling. I, I love the nostalgia, the um, Wedge Antilles cameo. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was pretty cool. Still my favorite part of the um, movie. So it was pretty entertaining, but ultimately, as, as far as substance goes, as far as a movie I want to watch again right now, it's Okay, um, so for me, I think it's nine is still pretty fresh, so that could change eventually. I do like seven a lot, um, and for all that I hate about Last Jedi, I do like it. I I really do. So I would honestly say it's a tie between Episode eight and Episode nine, and in the middle is uh, you know Force Awakens. Middle. Like, yeah, so they're all tied? Draw that on a diagram. <laughs> yeah, draw that, people. Get that done. Um, no, it's, uh, it's all the right. Triforce. So what I'll... No, that's a different podcast. No, so I, I'll you say... You have a trinity of favorites. I'll, yeah. I'll say 9, 8, 7. Is so you're saying they're favorite. all equal but separate but together? I like them a lot. This trilogy really, in my book, kept it together in the same field of play. Whereas... Uh, the prequel trilogy, Attack of the Clones, just oh, felt wasn't so that garbage? So good, so good, uh, so good. Rewatch garbage. it, rewatch it. It's, you know, the Rise of Skywalker makes that. I will skip to the lightsaber so. scenes and the clone scenes and the Jango Fett scenes. Everything and I'll else. I'll be done. And that's unfortunate. You're, about good, you're gonna miss. 
You're going to miss the little, uh, little... It's all sandy. But you, so you're not sandy, and that's why I love you. <laughs> yeah, oh my that God. would not fly nowadays. That's, he would have such rapist pedophile... Well, not pedophile. Rapist vibes that... She would have pedophile. That was he an boy. He would be scorned. Yeah. Hey, side point. Do you think the Sith ever used their... You know, mind altering technique, the Jedi mind trick to get women in bed. Definitely, and that's why they're the bad guys. That's <laughs> one of the reasons. That and genocide. Mean, that that and genocide. Killing, yeah. killing younglings. Yeah. I thought it was just the red lightsaber that they made in bed. <laughs> that's the fact that they could shoot lightning. But Ray just proved that. Where'd she get the orange lightsaber at the end? She Where did that come from? She made it. She made it. Yeah. When, when was that explained? It really wasn't. It was just kind of. Like the rest she of the three movie. No, she buried the other two. Was it orange? Was it she orange? Didn't use orange. the force just as easy to pull the freaking thing Yeah, out. but it's, she was burying the past. She was letting them go. That was her way of letting them just go on and be with the force. And then she built her own. It's kind okay. of a bummer because if you were combining blue and red, the colors, it would be purple. So that purple should have been. <laughs> so purple really should have been the unity of the force coming together. In a symbolic sense, but I guess they couldn't because Mace Windu had it. It's not that big of a deal, just a side point. I do like finally seeing an orange lightsaber on screen. I gotta... For that half a second? I gotta figure out um, all the voices, the cameos. They, obviously, a few are more recognizable than others, but I gotta... I want I want to see who all it actually included. Obviously, there's Yoga, Yoda, Qui-Gon, Mace. I have to think there's Obi-Wan in there somewhere, even though I didn't catch it on the first go-around, but... You would know this. Hayden Christensen. Uh, um, what's his, uh, what's Anakin's apprentice name from the Clone Wars series? Ahsoka. Ah- Ahsoka. I want to know if she actually was one of those voices because J.J. Abrams was talking about throwing in a cameo of her. So I wonder if they threw in her voice. And Possibly. the only way you could find that out is if you watch it with the subtitles on. It may say like Qui Gon Jinn saying this, Yoda saying this, Ahsoka, you know, saying whatever the line of dialogue she has. Were there any uh, high profile cameos as far as like the the first one had Daniel Craig as a stormtrooper, second one had Simon Pegg in there somewhere? That's it. I think he was on the desert planet. You mean then... besides Mary from the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> you know it's a high profile cameo when his name is Mary from Lord of the Rings. You wasn't, don't even know his real name. Wasn't really a, wasn't really a cameo. Abusive you know. boyfriend from Love the Way You Lie music video. <laughs> uh, Super high profile. I thought Daniel oh, Craig man. was the stormtrooper that Ray uh, mind tricks. Yeah, her and, first. Yeah. Said, okay. Said, okay. Cool. Cool. I said first one in the, um, but I meant in the new series. Got it. So. Okay. Um. You know. Uh, I honestly don't know if yeah. there's anything. I think the two stormtroopers. Mom, look that up for me. Yeah. Um. Please use IMDb. Uh, don't use Google because they lie to you. IMDb. Uh, IMDb. Yeah. IMDb. IMDb eight. Man, I the love, latest droid. I love getting roasted on podcasts <laughs> that I'm supposed podcast. to be hosting. Well, I think that's pretty much close to wrapping it up. We do have an outro. Um, maybe talking about the next episode of topic that we want to cover. Honestly, I I leave it up to you guys. If you have a subject that you want to talk about, Joel, I know you've got Anaconda notes. Do you think you got a podcast full of Anaconda? I really uh, explained everything I could about Anaconda in the first couple minutes of this okay, podcast, so. which may have been edited out. <laughs> so, okay. Um, honestly, I think it's just stay in because I like the idea of Maybe us we talking talk before Maybe we Anaconda's next go around. Ooh, there you go. Ooh, There's one. No. Didn't one have, um, oh, what is his name? Uh, from Baywatch. What? Oh, 
Right, Hasselhoff? Yeah, one Hewitt? of them has David Hasselhoff. He was in the first one. No. Yeah. Shut up. Was it really? Yeah, yeah that's hilarious. Check up yes. IMDb. Look up IMDb right now. I don't know if I have that app on my phone. No, we don't need a whole podcast for Anacondas. Just mom, I know you're listening. Trust me. Show dad Anacondas. Also, I kept calling it Andaconda the whole movie. Does anyone else have that problem? No, it's Anaconda. You should I could have swear. I, I literally looked up the Anaconda <laughs> music video by Nicki Minaj because I thought she said Anaconda, but after watching it seven or eight times, My she, definitely, <laughs> she definitely said Anaconda. I just typed IMDb into the IMDb search. <laughs> <laughs> it is currently 1030, uh, so yeah. Um, anything you guys would like to talk about? Just Any outros? There. So, I mean, we can do the outro just like... What's coming up? What's coming up? We got that Black Widow movie. You guys excited Black about Widow. that? One? The trailers were awesome. I'm super excited. Wonder Woman? Oh my gosh. Oh, Black Wonder Woman. Honestly, I think uh, I'm more excited for Wonder Woman. Um, um, you got new Bond in April. That, that, I'm excited. James Bond's going to be It's going to be a good year. So. Be James good Bond year. looks all right. Anything? We can do we can do like a Marvel thing. We can talk about some of the Marvel, especially up to Endgame, like the first you oh, know yeah. ten years or however much that they had leading up to that. We need to talk about that That's a little bit. Source material. I know Joel wants to talk DC, and I would love to. Oh, I got DC. I love DC. How? How? I mean, we'll talk about it more then. But just like, what? What do you think they could do to improve DC? Is, is there a chance? They're on the right track. I, I think. Is, is there a chance they're going to catch up to Marvel? Probably not. But I really like the. Yeah. I I'm I've grown to the the Pattinson casting and the Batman reboot. Oh uh, yeah. For whatever yeah. reason, Snyder's didn't work. I I was neither. A huge fan, nor was I avidly opposed. But. Nah, let's let's save that for another one. Yeah, we don't yeah, gotta yeah, lie about yeah. that because that's, that's, that's probably just gonna be a me solo podcast ranting for an hour and a half. <laughs> to be honest, just about the Snyder cut and how it should have came out for Justice. Oh League, so. uh, yeah, Justice definitely. Trash. I think I single-handedly sunk it. But. Oh, what a hater! Hey, mom, if you're listening, feel free to drop in the comments what you want us to talk about. And uh, we may get around to it. We'll see. Hi, so Gina. We, we thank you for that. In order to close, yeah, go to our Instagram and our Twitter. Maul it over. Um, I'll show you later. But yeah. Oh, shout out to our sponsors, Devin Garland. He's awesome. And Leshik Shio. L-E-C-H-I-C-C-H-I-O-T.com. That's right. So if you got a pet that needs a bandana, go to one. If you need to borrow it's cold a out microphone, there. Cool. go to the other. All right, everyone. We'll see you later.